YouTube steps away from high-end production, and Apple continues push into services. It's Monday, April 1st, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 357 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 357 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and man, we had some big announcements this week, mostly in the realm of content creation. So let's kick things off with what YouTube is up to. So YouTube is actually tempering its plans for high-end video productions. That includes Hollywood-level scripted dramas and comedies, things that YouTube planned to go all in on. But YouTube's announcement actually came the same day Apple announced original content of its own. The move, it was a bit of a calculation for YouTube. They saw their ability to bring in $15 billion in ad sales in the past year without the billions of additional investment required to compete with the likes of Amazon or Netflix when it comes to original, really high-quality Hollywood-level content. Instead, what YouTube's going to do is it's going to continue to create exclusive content, but it's not going to be investing the production dollars to compete with the likes of Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, for example. The announcement shows just how fraught the category is at this time. Yahoo, they tried to save their business with the launch of high-end original shows shortly before its demise in an effort that was ultimately scrapped. Microsoft, they started and then canceled their high-end sci-fi show based on the Halo franchise. And and now we have new players like Apple, who I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, and Disney entering what is already a really crowded space with original content of their own. So this isn't the first time YouTube has dabbled with high-end content, but that's really all it's ever done, dabbled. Now it's going to stay in its very lucrative niche. And while everyone else goes high-end, YouTube, they seem to be content to play primarily at a low to mid-tier content level with some higher-end efforts like Cobra Kai, a popular show that Yahoo launched uh, last year, remaining outliers. Okay, speaking of Apple, let's talk about Apple and their very, very big week. So Apple's newfound emphasis on services is now, it's pretty much in full swing. The company announced moves moving moves beyond productivity to entertainment at a pretty hyped event this week. The first announcement was Apple News Plus. This is a $10 per month subscription that gives users access to more than 300 magazines and publications like National Geographic, The New Yorker, Variety, and like I said, about 300 others. The service doesn't include everyone. So for example, the New York Times is noticeably absent from from the service because Apple is going to control a lot of the data on users as well as keep 50% of the subscription fees and then distributing the other 50% amongst publications participating in the service. Users, they're not going to be able to be tracked or targeted in ads served on Apple News+. Plus. Apple News+, Plus, though, 
it's going to work across Apple devices. So this one is going to be interesting to watch as, as Apple exerts quite a bit of control here, enough control, in fact, to keep some publishers away. Still, others clearly found Apple's potential to give their publications additional scale. And if Apple can recruit enough users to the service, those who sat it out may be looking to get brought in. Then, okay, so that's the first announcement. Then Apple introduced an extension of Apple Pay with a credit card of its own. The card is available in the wallet app and a physical card is made out of titanium. That's going to be launched this summer. Like most credit cards, it offers its users rewards and requires no annual fee, late fees, hidden fees, international fees, or over-the-limit fees. But what seems to be the most interesting feature, at least to me, is is the interface within Apple Wallet that lets users track their spending. Let's move on to the next announcement because Apple also announced a new gaming service called Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade is a section of the App Store with access to 100 exclusive gaming titles. Users can access Netflix style for a fee. The the games, they're being developed by some of the top gaming studios. All the games, they're going to be ad-free. They're not going to to include any in-app purchases. Some of those more annoying free-to-play game services or games out there, none of those are going to be part of this. Pricing for the service, though, we don't know what that is. Uh, But families who subscribe, they're going to be able to pay one fee and then share access to the service between six people. All right, let's talk about the big announcement because we did get an update on the long-awaited Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. Let's talk about Apple TV. The TV app for Apple is launching across multiple platforms now, including non-Apple devices. So it's going to be on Samsung smart TVs, Roku devices, Amazon devices. The app, it's going to allow users to integrate uh, hundreds of their streaming services, which Apple is calling channels, under a single interface with the app with the app update, similar to what Amazon and Roku channels offers. Users are going to need to subscribe to each of these channels separately to have access to them within the the TV app. Notably, again, there are exceptions to this. Netflix is going to be absent from the list of available channels and will only be accessible as a separate app. This interface is going to allow users to access any streaming platform's content through the TV app instead of opening up separate apps. All of your video from all these services will just be available under one single app. Amazon Prime Video and Hulu, however, they're still going to require users to open their apps to watch content, even though they'll be able to see what shows are available from those services under the TV app as a channel. It's a little confusing, but it's it's all going to come down to there's going to be a bit of a disjointed experience for Prime Video and Hulu versus the other channels on the service. And there's good reason for Hulu and Amazon and even to a further extent, Netflix to hold back. These are major platforms and data is crucial to their businesses. Apple's offering scale, but these services, they don't really need the scale that some other channels may may need. And in turn, they're not ready to trade their data to be more integrated into the TV app. The star announcement around Apple TV was Apple TV+. Plus. This is a, a new video streaming service complete with exclusive shows only available to subscribers. Pricing was not revealed, but we do know Steven Spielberg, Oprah, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Momoa, Steve Carell, and others are already creating content for the service. But it's worth noting this service is going to be joining a pretty crowded marketplace of competitive streaming services. 
All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Uh, So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Pinterest, they have officially filed for an IPO and they're going to list on the New York Stock Exchange as pins along with a with the filing, we got some more information on how well the platform is performing. So it has 250 million monthly active users and generated more than $755 million in revenue in 2018. That's a 60% jump from the previous year. It recorded a $63 million loss in 2018, which was down from 2017's $130 million loss. Uh, the platform, it's it's going all in on advertising by making the case that people on Pinterest are looking for products. They're, they're, this makes it a pretty ideal place for advertisers to reach those users and even sell them products directly on Pinterest. Google announced the Local Experiments pro- Project. This is a new program that is meant to fund local news websites, initially in the United States, but eventually around the world. Google will specifically be funding partners that it deems to have local news expertise. The announcement comes a week after Facebook announced a a similar program to support local news initiatives, and after both Facebook and Google have come under pretty, uh, pretty constant criticism for being active participants in the decline of local news. Now, they appear to be at least trying to save it. Facebook is banning white nationalism and white separatism content from Facebook and Instagram after coming under fire for how it handled the spread of nationalist content following the attack on a mosque in New Zealand. Facebook announced, quote, going forward, while people will still be able to demonstrate pride in their ethnic heritage, we will not tolerate praise or support for white nationalism and separatism, unquote. Beyond that, users who search for such content are going to be given a link to a group dedicated to helping people transition from hate groups called life after hate. Google has launched AMP for email. This is an extension of its existing AMP efforts to make mobile pages load more quickly and perform better on mobile devices. AMP for email is actually going to allow senders to integrate more interactive elements in their emails, essentially making them lightweight interactive web pages. So for example, a hotel could let users browse rooms from an email. The emails will be supported by Gmail, Outlook, Yahoo, and Mail.ru. And lastly, Instagram Stories ads are getting a bit more interactive, some of the more interactive elements users have become accustomed to. Uh, now advertisers will be able to add poll stickers to their ad units. The polls can be added in Ads Manager when the creative is uploaded. All right, that is it for episode 357 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I love hearing from what you think. Send questions, comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at twigert. that's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also check out braveadworld.com where I sometimes uh, share my personal thoughts and insight on marketing. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.